Well, hello, family. Welcome to the Kathy Said Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Witter. So let's get right into what Kathy said. Guys, we are on episode eight, I think. And um, I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. I am like crazy excited that we are on episode eight. So um, I've talked to a couple of people. And remember last episode, I asked, what would you like the next topic to be? Whether it would be um, excerpts from my previous vacation or um, 56 thoughts on me turning 56 and and just things that um, I found important in 56 years of life. And let me just throw something in there right now. I am not recording at home in my little studio, aka my closet. I am in another location. So you are likely to hear a lot of stuff that you don't typically hear. Right now, a train is going by. I hope you're not hearing that. But if you are, please forgive me. I just had some downtime and I wanted to get this out because I am not going to do all 56 at one time. And this is the reason being, it's not just 56 one-liners, it's 56 thoughts. And thoughts take a little bit of time to express. So I don't want to hold you for (laughs) two or three hours expounding on my thoughts. So therefore, I'm going to break them down and we might do anywhere from five to 10 per episode. I can tell you this first episode, we're going to do five because that's all I have here with me right now. I left my notebook at home that has um, some of the other thoughts. So let's just get right into what Kathy says, shall we? My first thought is you're not stuck, you're scared. Um, we have a tendency to say, oh, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I can't move forward. Um, I'm not sure what direction to go in. If you are a self-aware, self-evolved person, then you have spent a lot of time thinking about what you would like to do, where you would like to go, how you would see your life unfolding. And I, for one, have said that a lot of times, oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I just don't know how to move forward. And after a while, I thought about it and I realized that that just really isn't true. I am not stuck. I was scared and I'm still scared. Um, It's keeping you from moving forward. So let's stop saying I'm stuck unless you really are stuck. If you really have no thoughts and nothing is flowing and you just can't see any uh, vision, you can't see a solution, there's nothing that's coming to mind to help you be able to process where you are, then you can declare you're stuck. But if not, let's just call a thing what it is and you're scared. You're scared that you're going to make the wrong choice. You're scared that you're going to fail. You're scared of what people think. You're scared that you're not qualified 
just, you could pick your own or take one of those. But yeah, those are some of mine and they're heavy. They, they, um, they weigh a lot. They cause you to feel stuck because when you allow yourself to get embroiled down into those feelings, then it does feel like you're stuck because you literally cannot move because they're holding you hostage. And we want to move past that, right? We want to be able to get free of limitations and things that are just not true. And for each of those scenarios that I listed, for the most part, they just aren't true. They are products of our imagination that we have created because we don't know what the outcome is going to be and we can't control it. So, um, yeah, you're not stuck. You're scared. And let's just call a thing a thing and let's move forward. Let's identify it and then let's figure out what we can do so that we can move forward. Number two is, and let me just say here, I'm not saying anything that no one else has probably said before. I mean, these might actually be like real quotes that real people have quoted before, but they still ring true. They still hold valid. They still um, have been uh, catalysts in my life. And some of them have allowed me to move forward. So I want to share them with you. Don't be afraid to take the path less travel. Don't be afraid to take the path less travel. Um, That path looks different. It always looks different because of the obvious. Few have walked that way. It is a path that's less traveled. Like, you know, when you are um, walking in, like you're taking a a hike, you're, you're walking through the park, and you usually see that area that you know is heavily traveled, heavily walked upon, because you can almost see the footprints of all the people who have gone before, especially when you're walking through grass and you're walking through an area that really is not a path, but someone chose to make it a path. And y'all catch that. It was not originally a path. It only became one when enough people decided to walk that way. And it became so heavily traveled that you literally could see your way through. Well, the path that you need to travel is like that original grass that no one once walked upon. And now it's a complete path that you can see and walk through. That's what you have to do. And sometimes that's a really, really difficult thing to do because it just doesn't look like it's anywhere that you want to go. Okay. I'm looking in a field right now and in that field, it's pretty disgusting. (laughs) It has all kinds of branches. Excuse me. It has all kinds of branches. It has all kinds of dirt. Um, It has weeds. And I don't even know what else is in there. And guess what? I don't really want to know. But this is the thing. 
um, that path will take you on the other side of some houses that would be a quicker path to get to opposed to walking completely around the block. Now, do I suggest anyone walk through this jungle here? No, because it is not only the path less traveled, it hasn't been cleared in any kind of way. So you don't know what pitfalls lie beneath. However, there are paths that are clear. They're just not heavily walked upon. Those are sometimes the paths that we are called to walk on and we don't want to because simply we might be the first or we can see that other people have walked that way, but not very many. We might even be able to see that someone walked that way and they turned back, but that is not our concern. Our concern is sometimes we have to walk away that seems a little scary, that not many people have gone, that will probably cost us something to go that way. We may not see a lot of people on the path. There are people on it, but we just may not see them at the time that we're on that particular path because it's our time and they have already either walked that way or they're coming behind us. So don't be afraid if life is calling you onto a path that you haven't seen very many people walk before. It's going to take you to a place that you've never been that ultimately is going to lead to a life that you would love to lead. So don't be afraid to go. And then my next thought is um, authenticity is your birthright, but it's not free. It will cost you something. Now, what do I mean by that? We come into the world and we are unique beings, each and every one of us. There's not one person in this world, even if you had a twin that has the exact DNA and makeup that you have. So all of us are unique, which means that we're all authentic in our own right. And as we grow older and we become more firmly entrenched in what goes on in this world, we start to lose some of some of our authenticity in order to fit in and to be like other people, which is not what God has called us to do. If God wanted us to all fit in and be like everybody else, he wouldn't have made us all unique. You know, like we hear that, but like really, really think about it and embrace it. When God wants things to be the same, he creates them to be the same. When God wants something to be different, he makes them different. And we are all different. We are not the same as animals. Animals are not the same as insects and so on and so on. If he wanted a world full of sameness, he had every opportunity and right to do so. So why do we force ourselves into a life of sameness when we clearly are all different? So authenticity 
is something that we sometimes have to relearn. We have to relearn how to be our authentic selves. And not only do we have to relearn it, we have to realize that because we've spent so so much time not being our authentic selves, um, sometimes now we have to pay the price to be our authentic selves. We have to pay the toll in order to cross over into that bridge. So... Um, it's important that you stand in and on your truth, regardless to whether or not it's going to cost you. And it, it, I understand that the cost is high. I'm currently in a season of my life where I am standing in my truth and I am walking in authenticity. And while it feels wonderful to be me, and I feel the most me that I have ever been in my whole life. It also is scary. It's lonely. And it has cost me something because there are people who no longer stand with me because they feel that I have veered off the path that it seems that I was destined to walk. And they no longer want to be associated with me because they feel that I'm just different. I'm weird. I am. I'm supposed to be. And so are you. Um, and at this point in my life, I am not willing to be what other people want me to be just to fit in and just to be a part of the group. I need to be me because for the years that I stuffed who I was down and I hid her and um, I didn't allow myself to fully show up in the world for who I am. I was totally miserable. I walked around like everything was great, but I'm just going to keep it real with you guys. I was so, so miserable because there were just whole parts of myself that never made it to the light of day during that time period because I wanted to be what everybody else wanted me to be. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. I want to live an authentic life. I want to live a life that I am proud to call my own, even if it's a life that other people don't understand, even if it's a life that other, other people think is going to be, um, difficult for me to live. I don't care. I just need to stand up in my truth and I'm willing to do that. And I'm asking you to be willing to do that for yourselves. Be who you are in your fullness and in your totality. Be authentic. People will either love you or they won't. And if they don't and they won't, then those are not the people for you. Those are not the people who are supposed to be in your life because we don't want people being someone other than who they are. How do you really get to know somebody if you're dealing with their representative every time they come forth? Um, the next one, which is number four, dance like nobody is watching <laughs> and everybody has heard that. And what that usually means, you like, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, just go out there and do your thing. Yes, go out there and do your thing. But what I do want to let you know is they are watching. Don't be fooled. They are watching. That does not mean for you not to dance. It means dance with the full knowledge of that 
you are an example to other people. They are watching you so that they can know how to walk this path. It's still all leading down to walking the path, walking in your authenticity. Let me give y'all a quick little story. I started, um, I guess you could call it a weight loss journey, if you will. And um, what I've been doing is I've figured out that I do not like um, exercise for the most part. I don't like exercise. I like to be a couch potato. However, that's not healthy. (laughs) And as I'm getting older, I want to preserve the pretty. I want to keep things intact. So I've had to um, start to incorporate fitness into my life. So a couple of times a week, I go outside and um, I go walking around my complex. Now, I'm not quite walking. I'm actually dancing around my entire complex. I put on music and I've created a Zumba routine, if you will. Um, It may not necessarily be Zumba because I'm not trained in Zumba, but it is a dance routine that I have created to build up my stamina, to um, help me you know, getting, getting that cardio and hopefully to, to release some weight or at least, um, some inches. And so when I first started, I was pretty certain that nobody was watching because it was, you know, it's early. I usually do it on the weekends about eight o'clock, nine o'clock until a couple of mornings, I started seeing a few people out doing what they're doing, you know, walking their dogs, getting in their cars to go wherever they needed to go. And then people started stopping me along the way because I live in a, you know, like a scenic kind of area. It's real serene. People sit out on their balconies or their patios and they drink their coffee early in the morning. And um, they were watching me. And so I've had people stop me and say, you know, I admire you so much that you just get out here and you are doing what you do um, and you're making it fun. And that was the biggest thing for me. I needed it to be fun. Um, I The gym doesn't work for me. I don't find that fun. <laughs> And I know that there are some people who will say, well, exercise isn't supposed to be fun. It's just supposed to be beneficial. Well, I'm sorry. It needs to be fun for me as well. And I say all that to say I never realized that anybody was watching me because it was so early in the morning. But the more I continued to do it, the more people were just coming out. And I've actually had people now say to me, I should probably join you. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Now, am I any kind of exercise instructor? No, I'm not. However, I would love to have company out here on this journey as I'm trying to be healthy and maintain the pretty. So people are watching you live your life. That's really all I'm saying. They act like they're not watching. You may not even see them out on the path, but they are. They are 
also on their own journeys in life. And they're looking for the breadcrumbs. They're looking for the people who are already out here doing the things that they aspire to do so that they can have an example how to do it. Not necessarily how you do it, just the fact that it's getting done. I don't care if people don't come out and actually um, do my routine. I don't even know what I'm doing most days. (laughs) I just like to dance. So I do whatever feels good to me at that moment. And sometimes I remind myself that, okay, you're supposed to sweat. You're supposed to get some cardio in here. So, you know, I'll throw some jumping jacks and some, you know, some things that I know is going to get the blood flowing and what have you, a few lunges so that I can, you know, make like I'm running. But the thing is that if somebody decides to come out and join me, I want them to do what works for them. We're just on the journey together. And that's what I want you to get from this, that when you get out here and you start dancing like no one is watching, you start living your life no, like nobody is out here doing what you're doing, eventually you are going to experience people who are watching you and they are ready to do life their way. They just want a little company along the road. So guys, we're already at 21 minutes and I said that we were just going to do a real um, quick episode. And so this brings me to number five. And guess what? I don't have number five written down, (laughs) to be honest with you guys. I don't have number five written down. But if I was to um, just come off the cuff, I think one of the biggest life lessons and thoughts that come to me often is not to settle. Um, Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Settle is not the same as compromise. I'm not telling you not to compromise. Life is a series of compromises and trade-offs. So you cannot realistically expect to go through life and not, um, have to compromise at times. However, settling is something altogether different. Settling is basically telling your spirit that you're going to accept a circumstance, a situation, a person, because this is all you can get, and this is all you deserve, and this is all it's ever going to be. That's what settling is, and we're not settling in life. We are here to grab everything that we could possibly get out of life, and when a situation doesn't look the way we need it to look. We have to decide if accepting this proposal, is this settling what, so I'm saying that I can't do any better or am I going to take the risk of saying no to this situation, to this opportunity, knowing that it's not quite right for me as something that's better or more suitable to what I'm looking for is going to come along. Because sometimes it's not necessarily better. It's not 
the settling is bad. It's just not what's best for you. And that's where the problem comes in is that we settle for things and it's, it's not a bad situation. It's a good situation. It might even be a fantastic situation, but for someone else, not for you. God has something more for you. And if you would just allow that particular opportunity to pass you by, you would see all that God has for you. I've settled a lot. Oh my gosh. I've settled so much in my life. I'm, I'm so ashamed to even say it, but I'm going, like I said, I'm standing in my truth. I have settled so much in my life because I've told myself that I couldn't do better, or this was the best that I was going to get, or I saw something and it was really, really great. And it appeared to be everything that I wanted and needed, but there was just one thing that just wasn't right. And I would say, okay, I can accept it. And it never, ever worked in my favor because the one thing that I would always say, it's okay. Um, it's not a big deal. It always was a big deal. It always was something that I absolutely had no business settling, accepting in my life. And I did because, you know, just a variety of reasons why I did. So I am encouraging you not, no, I'm not even encouraging you. I am actually pleading with you to please not settle for less than God's absolute best for your life, which means that we don't settle for people. We don't settle for circumstances. We don't settle for jobs. We don't settle for anything. We don't settle for mediocrity in ourselves because we also sometimes settle within ourselves for our own behaviors and, and things. You know, we'll tell ourselves that, um, well, I don't know how to do this. So this is the best that I can do. Well, is there something that you can learn to help you be able to be your best self? It's so much out here. Google is your friend. There are so many opportunities to learn. So we are not settling for anything in our lives anymore. We are settling for everything that God has to give to us in this lifetime right here. And with that, I am going to end this particular episode. Um, stay tuned for the next five to set to ten. Let's let's try for ten next time. But look at five got us to twenty six minutes, so I don't even know how long ten would be. So I might shoot for. But if I do five and five and five, this is going to take us forever to get to 56. So I don't know. Let's let's see how it goes. But once again, I thank you guys so very much for um, listening. I thank you guys for your reviews. I thank you guys for your recommendations of me to other people. I thank you for your support. You have just been amazing and you have no idea how much your um, presence has meant to me in this podcasting journey here because this is a long time coming. I should have done this a long time ago. And just the fact that um, I'm doing it and just one person listens just makes my heart ever so happy. So until the next episode, which will be next week, prayerfully, um, stay tuned. And thank you so much for listening to Kathy Said.